Welcome to Space for Our Stories, for creatives, dreamers, and doers who give a damn and dare to be real. Whether you're looking to carve out a space in this world for yourself, or you're looking for a community centered around intentional connection and genuine conversations, pull up a chair and have a seat at the table with us because you're always welcome here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for your support on the last few episodes. I really appreciate everyone for sharing the podcast, sharing our social media posts, engaging with us. It's been very special to feel aligned and empowered to be back in the space. And that's also the reason why I really wanted to talk about the topic today of finding and owning our voice because I feel like when I started this journey in 2015 I was on this journey of finding my voice and here I am now of struggling to own my voice and I really wanted to dive into this topic because I feel like whatever spectrum of the journey that we're on it's going to be a lifelong journey. It's also a journey that we navigate through during our self-discovery. And sometimes that doesn't happen right away. It happens later in life, much like for myself. And I really want to talk about it. So let's talk about how important it is to find your voice and how transformative it is to own our voice. Let's first talk about finding our voice. Now, that seems kind of scary, right? Because you're like, what is my voice? Do I have a voice? Of course, like we all have an inner voice or an inner knowing. And this inner kind of guide, (laughs) at least I believe to have one. And it's truly a journey of reflection and self-development when it comes down to it to me finding your voice really means discovering who we are and who that person is deep inside of us and figuring out what those values are like to my core if I were to sum it all up what are the values or principles that are most important to me like what activities or topics make me feel the most alive like what are the things that define me And it's with those values that we can really navigate, make decisions, and connect with like-minded people. For me, for example, my values are community, connection, and intention. All of these summed up, I like to believe, make me, me. And there's just so much importance of these moments of self-discovery because when we talk about doing the work, a lot of people will tell you online or through podcasts, We have to do the work. What is the work? Self-discovery and that self-work, the self-care, all of that is the work. It's reflection and introspection. It's understanding who we are at the core. It's, again, like peeling those layers of an onion so we could get to who you are in the middle of it. And for me, one thing that I struggled with 
in the past was really not being authentic to who I am. I would make decisions based on other people's needs. I would make decisions based on my peers and what felt better for the group and not for myself. So there were so many times, for example, where whether it was with my family and making decisions, I would have to really stand my ground and I felt so uncomfortable in those moments because I knew that my family would not see me for who I am because what they see is their daughter. What they see is someone who they've raised since I was a child, right? And it's very different when we navigate who we are without our family ties and without our peers kind of not persuading us but like not influencing our choices like if I were to do this on my own if I were to make these decisions on my own what would I do differently and again I made decisions not connected to my values and instead made made decisions that were more in favor of my family's values my friends values And in a lot of ways, I didn't know who I was. And this was something that I've experienced in my 20s, and I think a lot of us have or will. Um, And, you know, I didn't have the language at the time, like what I needed, but I've gone through therapy. I've done a lot of self-reflection and journaling and meditation. And... I really encourage you all to take the time to reflect on your own journeys. For example, if you're questioning what your values are, take that time to reflect. Look back on past experiences, like key experiences in your life, or even things that you've done in the last year or in the last month, and question whether or not you made these decisions that were aligned to you, or if they were made because of someone else and if you were to do things differently what would you do what would you say I feel like when we go from there we could understand like okay I didn't really like how I felt when I said I would hang out at like I'm really bad at coming up with examples right now but for example if someone if I were to dig in my past right now and the situation that pops up is If I were to reflect back on like my college experience, for example, there was a moment in time where I really wanted to travel abroad for a summer abroad program in Europe for my major. And it would have been epic. I would have been with all of my peers. And I would have gotten to explore the world, which is something that I've always wanted to do. And I would have been able to create and connect deeper with my community at the time in college. And I wasn't allowed to. You know, I wasn't, of course, different scenarios for different people. But for me, for example, I had a very strict mother. I have a very strict mother. And she told me no. And so if I were to do that differently, how would I bring that up? How would I convince her that, like, I'm going to do this, you know? And 
that was important to me. Like the travel, the value of exploration and travel is important to me. And when I think about how that has shaped me, when I think about it, <clears throat> when I think about how that scenario has shaped me now, I think about how travel is so important to my core that I was always restricted to do so. Like I didn't even get a passport until I graduated. No, it was like much, much later after I graduated college because I was just always so afraid. Like my mom's gonna get so mad at me because I wanna go to TJ or I wanna go to Mexico. And like I haven't traveled anywhere crazy abroad yet, but I was able to go to Vancouver and I was able to go to Baja and explore in Mexico, which has been an amazing experience. But when I think back to how that has shaped me, I think about like, dang, I really wonder how my life would be different if I did have that experience. And though I didn't, I know I can now, but that is also why travel and exploration and culture is so important to who I am as well because I was never really able to do so. I was never really able to explore outside of what I had known and how I was raised. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but anyway, that makes, to me, it makes sense in finding my voice because it really helped me understand, again, what my values are. And when I think about my top three values of connection, community, and intention, there's like these other parallels of culture and empowerment and education. And like there's, I just imagine it as this web of who I am. And these are the values that I connect with. And so to me, finding your voice is one thing. You know, here I am, I found my voice. I did the work, especially through having this platform and having amazing conversations with people. But really owning it is a whole different story. And owning it is where it becomes a little bit more difficult, right? Because we have to be vulnerable. We have to be open to sharing who we are with the world, both online and offline. We have to make these decisions based on our values. And I consider our values to be kind of like this lens that we see life through. And how are you gonna operate through your day to day? How are you going to expand who you are with everyone that you kind of come across throughout your day, whether that's your coworkers, your loved ones, strangers on the street, like it's so, powerful when you are operating from a place of of course love and when you're operating from a place of vulnerability and openness because you're shedding all of these doubts and your ego and the narrative that you have had in your head of like I'm not good enough I have to act a certain way or I have to perform I know for me there was a lot of times in my 20s and sometimes recently that I catch myself like performing to be seen as someone acceptable in someone's eyes. And I'm like, why am I trying to get their validation when really like I don't care? You know, like this isn't, they're not serving me and I'm not serving them. And honestly, like you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. But when you, and you'll understand that when you are operating from 
your power and your voice and you're just owning it. And vulnerability is really this kind of gateway where you can not just connect more deeply with yourself, but connect more deeply with others and especially those around you. Vulnerability is scary. It's, it's kind of difficult, right? It's, it's you feeling comfortable enough to sit in your shit and to be in those low moments and be honest with yourself and honest with those around you that you're in this place right now. It's also setting these boundaries. It's asking for what you need. It's apologizing out loud. It's doing these small acts that lead to bigger opportunities to connect and to be real. And a lot of the reason why I say in the beginning of our podcast, and granted it's like a couple episodes, I'm like, this is like our space. It's for creatives. It's for dreamers. It's for doers because we give a damn and we dare to be real. Like that's being vulnerable. I want this to be a space for all of us to be vulnerable. This is me like bearing my past, my histories, my thoughts with all of you. And this is really scary for me to be honest because I'm already like trying not to let these narratives and these old narratives get in the way of me sharing what I want to share and what I love I love Brene Brown she is the queen of vulnerability you must all know her and one of her quotes I really admire it's a simple one but it says vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation creativity and change and I feel that so deep to my core because when we think about artwork, when we think about what we're creating, when we think about the relationships that we want to grow, we have to be vulnerable, right? Like when we see different works of art, we see vulnerability on a page, in a book that we're reading, in a piece of pottery. Like there's just so many aspects into how owning our voice trickles down to this way that we connect and how we can really empower one another to be empathetic and understand how we see the world individually because collectively we're all human beings we're all experiencing a lot of the same feelings but in different ways and there's just so much to be said about it. And I could dive in deeper on vulnerability another time. But in the interest of today's topic of owning our voice, something I do want to share. Over the weekend, I had the opportunity to go to Balboa Park. And there was a few artists popping up. And they had like their tables out and everything. And there was one person in particular that really stood out to me maybe it was their pottery for sure but second I think it was just the art that they created through their pottery so I went up to this table and this gentleman had beautiful beautiful pots there were mugs there were vases there were these little jars there were bud vases cups tumblers bowls anything you could think of and it was so beautiful like 
the way that he has shaped them, the way that he has glazed them, everything you could tell was so intentional. And I just had to ask him, like, what, like, how, how did you get started in pottery? And, you know, because I started my pottery journey about um, almost a year ago now, it's allowed me to connect with myself. And I know that when I'm connecting with the mud and the clay, that's me getting lost in the art. And that's me allowing myself to be vulnerable and create something out of nothing and to really like see what this piece of clay will turn into. I'm not great at it, okay? But like I asked this gentleman how long he's been doing it and he said half a century. And I'm like, that is amazing. You could see the attention to detail in each of his pieces, the way he glazes them, the way that the chemistry beyond with the glaze and the like the little subtle ridges of the piece. Like it's so hard to say, but like Oh, it was beautiful. So when I talked to this person, his name is Richard White, and he has his own um, studio at Balboa Park in the Spanish Village, if any of you care to check it out in San Diego. But there was one piece in particular that really stood out to me, and that is called the Spirit Jar. And it's this rounded jar, so beautiful, fits perfectly in the palm of your hands, like two hands holding it. I didn't realize that it was like just like it wasn't just a jar. Okay, so this is what I mean about vulnerability and our artwork and how the things that we create is an extension of our values and how we see the world and our perspective. Um, in this jar, I read his description of a spirit jar, and I invite you all to check this out yourself. But Essentially, it talks about how a lot of the times when we're feeling dark feelings and not feeling truly the best, grab this jar in both of your hands and hold it. And you'll feel and start meditating on it and start releasing those negative feelings so that the jar can hold those negative spirits, right? And I thought that was so beautiful. And so as you continue to hold the jar, it'll start to feel warm. And once it feels good, that's when you open up the jar and release all those negative feelings. So you're no longer holding on to it. And for someone who has been doing this work for half a century, and for someone who is pouring his heart into these pieces I just knew I needed it you know I was like I love this piece because you put your heart and your soul and your intention into it and I love this concept because I've never seen anything like it it's not just a mug or it's not just a jar it's not just this like ceramic piece it's something with intention and it's so vulnerable right because it's like who else <laughs> Like, who would have thought that something like this would be needed? I never knew of a spirit jar before this. So I thought it was such a beautiful piece of work. And I think when we're vulnerable and we're able to put ourselves out there through our artwork, whether that is through these ceramic pieces, well, actually, it's made out of porcelain, my bad. But when you 
when you see these pieces of artwork through pottery, through movies, through reading a book or paintings, you're connecting with the artist and you're connecting with a piece of themselves. And I thought that was so beautiful. I took a portrait of him and everything. And I was just like, I really love what you're doing. And I think everything that you've created here is just so beautiful. And again, it comes back down to that value of mine is connection. How can we connect with people? So that's why it was so important for me to connect with this person and also support his work because now I have a spirit jar of my own that I get to hold in my two palms, in my two hands, and get to experience what he had intended. And I don't know, that was just one example of how vulnerability really leads to this connection and empowerment. And because of that conversation we had, I left so inspired. I actually wanted to cry because I was like, this is so beautiful that he created this piece. And the intention was to put your negative feelings in here when you're not having a great day. And so there's so many ways that we can embrace vulnerability um, when we think about connecting with ourselves and connecting with other people. And I know it's scary and I know it's hard because it's super challenging to the point where a lot of the challenges really come from that inner voice of fear and judgment and self-doubt. And also like, are we meeting societal expectations? It's like sometimes you have to shut those voices out so you can continue to own your voice. It's scary to put yourself out there. It's scary to, I mean, this is one example in particular is this podcast. I didn't, I knew I wanted to start the podcast again. And it's just scary to put yourself out there, period. I think when it really comes down to overcoming our self-doubt and this fear of being judged, it just comes back to reflection and being more compassionate to yourselves. There's a lot of different tools out there. A lot that works for me are affirmations and visualizations. And honestly, a lot of it is celebrating the little wins. And especially when putting yourself out there, it feels so, so scary. It's coming back to yourself and coming back to your values. It's how can I quiet and hush down that inner voice that's not so positive and is telling me that I'm not good enough? And how, what affirmations can I tell myself that have helped me overcome self-doubt? A lot of it is going to be tailored to you. And a lot of it is going to be, again, a self-discovery moment because these moments of reflection and growth come from understanding who we are as a person. And I really think celebrating the little wins, no matter how big they are or how small they are in your perspective, is so important because when we do celebrate these things, the more that we're likely to do more of it and feel good about ourselves. When I think about how I've overcome challenges and how 
there are so many stories of resilience and triumph in all the podcast episodes that I've had with many people and how we revert back to who we are and again coming back to center and finding our voice and owning it I really think about this experience for example I think for me there was a lot of times where I really wanted to bring back the podcast and I really wanted to do the things and I didn't have the capacity for it and I always would kind of beat myself up for not showing up for myself and I do believe in timing of things and I do believe that when we carve out the space to pour back into our cup these ideas and these things kind of come back to us and that's kind of where I was so I'm not trying to talk down into like why I didn't do something sooner or what have you because that narrative does not serve me so when I think about resilience and I think about showing up and overcoming the challenge of how do I want to do this podcast it really just came back down to I just want to do it and I just want to have fun why am I letting these external noises and these voices steer me in a different direction telling me that I'm not good enough when I already did this work years ago for me it was really shifting that perspective of this is this is who you are back then and you're not good enough anymore why would they want to hear your voice after so long you're getting older your perspective doesn't matter and it was tuning that voice out so I could just really tell myself that girl you are okay you're good the reason why you want to share this is to connect deeper with your community and how are you going to do that when you're not putting yourself out there I tell you that like I was such a hermit these last few years and I've done so much work in reflection and meditation and digging in deeper and healing these healing myself or healing I've done so much work in meditating and reflection and journaling and also just healing through this process so I can come back stronger and a better version of myself but really that had to start with me and it wasn't because I need to do this for me so that I could do this podcast and I could show up for this platform it was really like how can I show up for myself first and it was healing and rewriting these old narratives and it's it's a process and honestly it's a lifelong process because I know there's going to be challenges that come you know as I continue to move forward with my life and my journey that I'm going to have to revisit this same topic of you have to own your voice you have to own your voice so this is me owning my voice and I hope it really empowers you to think about how am I going to operate and step into my power so I can be my not just my best self, but the person that I was meant to be this whole time. Because I know when I operate from that place, I'm able to give back to myself and I'm also able to give back to my community. And there's something so beautiful that happens when we're able to amplify other people. Because once we're vulnerable and once we accept 
and understand who we are at the core and we show up as this person and make decisions as this person and connect with this person who we are and we connect with the people that are our people, there's a certain ripple effect that happens when we own our voice and empower others because I've seen it in my own relationships, especially with my partner, is sometimes, you know, one of us will be on a high and another person will be on a low and it goes both ways and that's just kind of the rhythm of life sometimes. And there's always times where, you know, I'll be on a low and he's on a high and I just really need that reminder and I need to see him operating in this power because it inspires me and that's something that happens within our relationship often and sometimes it doesn't always work but it's always nice to see these reminders in our day-to-day lives whether it is through our relationships whether it is through a podcast whether it is through an Instagram quote whatever it is you know or conversations with our friends I really do love seeing how when we are able to amplify our stories and our voice, we're able to amplify those around us. And one example of this for sure is when we hosted our event with Rowan. On last week's episode, we filmed that back in May 2023. And back to that imposter syndrome and back to those negative narratives that I had in my head, I didn't work on these things until recently because one I didn't have the capacity and two it didn't feel aligned with where I was so I had to do all this work in how I could best show up for myself first so then I could show up for this platform but aside from that when we hosted that event in May it was so much work behind the scenes you know there's the technicalities of it of recording the podcast and the live performance and also filming it and then me editing it and like all of the things but it wasn't even that that made the event it was the in real life connections that we were able to make with people it was getting to meet strangers who heard of the event somehow you know and it was able to connect with people that we don't get to see in real life as often And I really appreciate you all who have shown up for us and who have been a part of this journey and who have attended that event. Because when I think about vulnerability, I think about how vulnerable Rowan was. And you could hear it in her podcast episode. When I was re-listening to that, I was like, oh my gosh, you shared so much. But it was also so real and so damn like... Like, that's it. It's just so damn real that it just was so authentic and so genuine. And, like, I love the conversation we had because these are all feelings that I know many of us have had when it comes to imposter syndrome, when it comes to navigating life as a creative or as an artist. And a lot of the time it comes with expectations or it comes with a lot of practice of owning our voice and showing up for ourselves so we could get to this next level and this the person that we're meant to be 
And I just really loved how after we recorded that podcast in May, so many of you, and it was such an intimate group of people that we were able to connect one-on-one with Rowan, or you were able to connect with me and I was able to connect with you. And it was, again, such a beautiful experience. And that's what I want that's what I aspire to do is to create space for us to connect on a deeper level, both online through podcast conversations like this and also offline in person through events like that of like, how can we really connect on a deeper level, be more vulnerable and support one another on our journeys? Because the more that we're vulnerable and the more that we're owning our voice and sharing our story out loud and, whether that is one-on-one or through like platforms like this, we'll be able to see that ripple effect and how it affects other people and inspires them to be and operate out of their values and out of their power because really it inspires empathy and the more empathetic we are towards one another, I truly believe the world would be such a better place if we would just give each other the space to connect on a deeper level and so we could be humans together you know sometimes when people ask me like hey how are you doing I'll be honest with them like I'm okay I'm not doing great but like I'm here and I'm excited to talk to you but separately like I'm going through it you know and like there's a tons of there's tons of stuff I'm going through personally right now and though it's not the time for me to open up about it I know there's just a lot of healing I need to do for these things so I can take these lessons and apply it to who I am and how I want to operate and how I want to be in this world. Also, when it comes to amplifying others through owning our voice, it becomes something, again, kind of like this guiding light or this lens that we operate from or this compass of values that we operate from where we get to engage with people who are either part of our lives or complete strangers. And I truly believe that when we operate from our values and once we know our voice and we're operating from it, we're able to connect with people on such a deeper level. For example, the other week I was in line checking out with like large canvases and everything and this gentleman playfully cut me and I could have either responded negatively and been upset or did what I did and (laughs) laugh along with it as he was just kidding. And I said, oh my gosh, you're so funny. Thank you for that. I needed a good laugh. After that, he shared a joke and that was really funny. And we just talked to each other introduced ourselves and connected and he was telling me what he was working on and how he's working on a magazine that he's printing out for an old classmate in high school and I thought that was amazing so learning about this person because I'm so inspired to connect with people it just became so natural to me to want to connect and chat with him that he that I was really grateful for our connection. And to the point where he also helped me carry these large canvases to the checkout line because I had only two hands and I definitely needed help bringing it up to the cash register. And I appreciated that, you know, I could have 
completely acted differently but I and it it comes to a point when you're owning your voice and you're owning your values that it becomes innately natural to you to do the things without even thinking about it so unconsciously connecting and just opening up a conversation it felt so good and it felt so right that I felt leaving very positive not just because I operated from my place and my voice, but because I was able to connect with somebody new and that impacted my day and just made my day so much better than it was prior. So with that, you even see that ripple effect of how you can empower one another by just operating from a space of positivity and understanding that as we connect with one another, the more empathy we have, the more that we're able to connect with other humans and understand one another more. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. And anyways, all that to say, when we amplify our stories and we amplify those around us and their stories, the more magic I truly feel comes from that. And the more that our community grows and the more that we are connected through each other's stories and through one another's perspectives. I love hearing other people's perspectives and learning about their story, which is why this podcast and this platform exists. But at the end of the day, it comes back to ourselves. It comes back to how are we going to continue to own our voice? Because that right there is our superpower. But yeah, but at the end of the day, I really feel like when we're able to connect on a deeper level, it's just this beautiful experience for ourselves and for others. So I invite you all to find your voice and own it and continue to be vulnerable. There was a recent video that Hindsight shared that I really resonated with because he shares so much insight when it comes to spirituality and self-growth and everything like that, that just really resonated with me. And it, he talks about that inner fire that we have. And for a fire to start, we need to be fire starters and we have to ignite that fire. And a lot of like, and the way that I think about finding our voice is a lot about like how do we start that fire within us and the way that we own our voice is keeping that fire burning let's keep that fire lit so we can continue to show up as our full self so we could have that inner fire guide us to connecting with the people that we are meant to connect with and how we can expand our perspective and just be open to all of the things and so I want to share that video with you all on our newsletter which I will um, on Wednesday our first newsletter is coming out so I'm super excited about that but if that makes sense <laughs> it might it might not and I'm so sorry if it doesn't but I feel like this whole time I've just been a like major rant mode so I'm sorry I'm still kind of getting used to everything so in conclusion, let's talk about, let's talk about it. We talked about finding your voice. That means understanding your values. We talked about 
the power of vulnerability and its role in owning your voice because that just helps us connect on a deeper level. And we talked about overcoming challenges. And sometimes that looks like finding your own joys. It looks like setting boundaries. And sometimes that looks like selling yourself affirmations. But once you overcome those challenges, it becomes easier and easier for us to own our voice. And once we're able to own our voice, we're able to amplify one another and just build this ripple effect of love and growth and support within our community. And I think it's so exciting to see. Thank you all again for tuning in. I appreciate you all for taking time out of your day to be a part of this conversation. And I really consider our voice and to be our power, that fire, that thing that keeps us lit from the inside and keeps us, it kind of gives us this guiding light. And when we're able to use that light and share who we are and work on ourselves so we can continue to hold this fire and this light for ourselves, the more that we're able to hold it for other people and hold space for them. So I really hope that there was something valuable in this episode for you. I think a lot of it are just much needed reminders that I need for myself. And I really invite you all to share your stories and your reflections, whether that's through social media or email. But I look forward to connecting with you all. It's been a beautiful start to the year. And I hope you're all taking the time to pour back into your cup because that is first and foremost the most important thing when it comes down to it. So thank you all again. I will talk to you next time. Okay, bye.